Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. Today's episode is brought to you by Wool and Flax. Wool and Flax Catholic Folk Dolls create natural fiber art dolls, needle felted with wool and crafted entirely by hand. Each heirloom doll is soft, self-standing, and loved by all ages. Wool and Flax Folk Dolls are now ready to ship and available in three sizes. Purchase your own St. Lucie Folk Doll today at www.woolandflaxshop.etsy.com. Add a tree ornament loop to any mini folk for no extra charge and save 10% on your first order with code SAINTSALIVE10. Again, that's www.woolandflaxshop.etsy.com. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. If you love listening to Saints Alive, please consider donating so that we can continue to create these episodes. You can donate anywhere from $2 to $30 a month with some fun perks to go along with your patronage. Check out our Patreon account, which you can find through the donation page on our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. Today, we will explore the story of St. Lucy. It's the Advent season, and in certain parts of the world, there are Christmas traditions centered around St. Lucy, or St. Lucia, as some countries call her. Though there are many traditions and legends surrounding her life, there are few facts. What we do know is that Lucy was a great saint. She was martyred in the fourth century in Syracuse on the Italian island of Sicily. From there, her fame and influence spread across Europe. Her influence is greatest in Scandinavia because of the miracle in the Middle Ages where she rescued the people from famine. And she is one of the eight women mentioned in the Eucharistic prayers we say at Mass. Our story begins when St. Lucy was 18 years old in the chapel of her hometown in Syracuse. But this was no ordinary chapel. It was underground in the catacombs. During this time, Christianity was illegal in Italy, so people were forced to pray and celebrate Mass in secret underground tunnels beneath the city. St. Lucy knew that prayer and the Eucharist were the greatest treasures, so she risked her life going to the catacombs every day. Oftentimes, she would bring gifts or food for her poor brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Today, she's finishing up her holy hour, or trying to at least. So let's see how this relatively unknown saint has inspired the church for almost 2,000 years. Lord, I love you. I want to pray, but men wanting to pursue me keep interrupting my prayer. I love you, Lord, above all. I give you this day, my life, everything. You are the one I want to be with. My mother wants me to be with Adriano, but I want to consecrate myself to you fully. Please help me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the... Excuse me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt your prayer. Forgive me, but my name's Angelo. Oh, hello, Angelo. My name is Lucy. A pleasure. Well, Lucy, I... I couldn't help but notice how beautiful you are, and... I was wondering if I may have the honor of introducing myself to your father. That's very kind of you, Angelo. I appreciate your boldness. However, my father passed away when I was young, and there is another man I am betrothed to. Angelo! Please be respectful, and leave Lucy in peace to pray. Oh, yes, 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 Father Scalacci, yes, yes, sir. Well then, um, Miss Lucy, thank you for your time. Nice to meet you, Angelo. Thank you, Father. Well, you're not for a lack of pursuers. That's certain, Lucy. I know. They're relentless. It makes me feel... Uh, restless. Why is that? Well, I want to give myself to Jesus, only him. But there's the expectation for me to marry Adriano. My mother is insistent. And I don't want to disappoint her, but my heart wants to belong solely to Jesus. Ah, yes. I know the struggle to live for Christ alone all too well. How did you do it, Father? That's a good question. I suppose I let my yes mean yes, and my no mean no. It seems to me like you're doing that quite well already. I'll see you tomorrow, Lucy. Thank you, Father. Father Scalacci walked away, leaving Lucy in the quiet, candlelit chapel. She looked up at the crucifix, hanging above the altar. Lord, I give my life to you. I want to be wholly yours, and only yours. Please help me to accomplish this. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the sun, and of the... Hello. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt your prayer, but <laughs> my name's Stefan. Oh, Lord, give me patience. Lucy walked up the winding steps of the catacombs and carefully pried open the secret door to the outside world. It was a beautiful sunny morning in Syracuse. Lucy looked up at the sun. The warm glow blanketed her skin, lighting up her long blonde hair. She took a deep breath of the crisp morning air and smiled. What a day you have made, Jesus. She set out for her home just down the road. The pebbles crunched beneath her steps when she heard a voice calling. Lucy! Lucy, there you are! Oh, uh, hello, Adriano. I have been looking all over for you, my dear. Oh, yes, well, um, I, I was... You know, Lucy, everyone in this town thinks that you're the luckiest one of all. And why is that? Because you're betrothed to me. 
There's not a man as sweet, as strong, as wealthy, and, dare I say, wickedly handsome. And humble. Yes, humble. Another attribute. I've decided. Nine. Pardon? Nine. That's the number of children I think we should have. What a dream. And that dream can become a reality. Say you'll marry me, Lucy. Embark upon the adventure of a lifetime with the best man in Syracuse. I... I... Well, are you finally ready? Neftali has to be fed. Um, I, I must check on him. Lucy walked away quickly, ashamed she couldn't muster the word no. It was true her horse Neftali needed feeding, but she knew she couldn't evade Adriano much longer. He was growing increasingly impatient. I will have her for my wife. <laughs> Lucy ran the rest of the way home and was greeted by her mother, Eudicaia, angrily marching towards her. There you are. Where in the world have you been? I've been at Mass and praying. Oh, goodness. You can take a day off, you know. It's dangerous, and I've been looking for you all morning. I'm sorry, Mother. I was only down the road. Well, Adriano has been coming by every hour, asking when you will be home so he can speak with you. Oh, yes. I must go feed Neftali. No, no. That was your excuse yesterday and the day before, and it's time, Lucy. Mother, I... You will marry him. That is final. He doesn't even believe in Jesus. He's a pagan. How can you expect me to live my life with such a man? He's a fine man, Lucy. He will treat you like a queen. Isn't that enough? Not to mention he has the money and the connections to do so. No, that's not enough. I want to know the Lord. I don't want to be with anyone besides Jesus. This is what your father wanted for you. I understand, but can't I make him proud by serving our Lord? Oh, that's a great desire, Lucy, but it isn't practical. Practical? How is that not practical? Watch your voice. I apologize, I just... I understand your desire. It's very noble. But you will look back one day and think... Oh, Mother? Oh. Mother, what is it? Oh, it's... Oh, it's nothing... Oh, it's nothing. Here, let me help you to bed. Oh, oh, thank you. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's all right. The pain it has been getting worse lately. Eudicaia suffered from a long hemorrhagic illness. She lived in chronic pain. Her stomach would cramp, lightheadedness would overcome her, and she would grow faint. Is there anything I can do to help you? No, just uh, just some water. It will pass. Thank you, Lucy. I just don't understand why I deserve this pain. The next day, Lucy set out for the catacombs. In her arms, she carried two baskets filled with handmade dolls. She smiled, knowing the joy that would come from giving the dolls to the young, impoverished girls in her community. She also packed three loaves of bread and two bottles of wine for Father Scalacci to continue celebrating the Mass. 
As she snuck through the small door of the catacombs and walked down the corridor, the sunlight quickly faded. The tunnels penetrated deep into the earth, and Lucy shivered from the cold. In order to continue carrying both baskets in the dark, she took out a wreath fashioned from Sicilian fir branches and placed it upon her head. Tucked between the branches were candles. The candlelight illuminated the cold, dark passageway, allowing Lucy to see while holding the baskets in both hands. Lucy, so pleased to see you. Good morning, Father. We should have enough bread and wine to celebrate Mass for at least the next two weeks. And I brought the little ones something special. Grazie, Lucy. Oh, how wonderful. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. You've outdone yourself in generosity. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Where would we be without the sacraments? Exactly. I must prepare for Mass. But first, I've been meaning to ask, have you given more thought to the pilgrimage to see St. Agatha's tomb in Catania? I have, Father. And I want to go, but I feel the Lord is asking me to bring my mother. I just don't know how I'll ever convince her. Pray for guidance. And the best way to start is simply by asking. Be bold, Lucy. Christ will take care of the rest. After months of prayer and persistence, Lucy's mother finally agreed to make the pilgrimage to St. Agatha's tomb. St. Agatha was a virgin martyr who had been killed in the year 251 AD. Her popularity spread across Italy as miracle after miracle was reported at her tomb. The journey was long and treacherous for Eutychia, and Lucy prayed each step of the way for her mother. At last, they arrived near the base of Mount Etna, where St. Agatha's tomb lay. Lucy took a deep breath and looked up at the volcano. It hovered high above, majestic and threatening. The small group of pilgrims assembled together for the celebration of the Mass in secret. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. A woman, afflicted with hemorrhages for 12 years, who was unable to be cured by anyone, came up behind him and touched the tassel on his cloak. Immediately, her bleeding stopped. Jesus then asked, Who touched me? While all were denying it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are pushing and pressing in upon you. But Jesus said, Someone has touched me, for I know that power has gone out from me. When the woman realized that she had not escaped notice, she came forward trembling. Falling down before him, she explained in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been healed immediately. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Mother, if you're faithful to the things that have been read, you will also believe that Agatha, who has suffered for Christ, has free and confident access to his tribunal. So trust her tomb, and you'll be healed too. Oh, Lucy, how can I trust that I'll be healed? Surrender your fear and trust in his goodness. I, I can't. It's foolish. Please, will you try? We've come all this way. The woman in the gospel took a small leap of faith. You can do the same. I know you can. Oh, I'll try. 
After Mass, the crowd trickled up to venerate St. Agatha's tomb and ask for her intercession. Lucy walked towards the tomb and fell to her knees, closing her eyes in prayer. In an instant, everything around her faded away, and Lucy fell into a dreamlike state. A beautiful woman, surrounded by angels, slowly walked towards her. St. Agatha? The woman nodded and smiled at Lucy. She radiated with an indescribable light. Lucy. Oh, St. Agatha. Please, ask the Lord to heal my mother. She's been suffering for so long. I beg you to relieve her of this pain. Lucy, my sister and virgin of the Lord, your faith has been of great benefit to your mother, who has already been healed. And as for me, the city of Catania is filled with thanksgiving, so the city of Syracuse will be preserved for you, because our Lord Jesus Christ is pleased that you should keep your virginity intact. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My prayers are with you. Go. Lucy! Lucy! Yes, Mother? What is it? Lucy, the pain! The pain is finally gone! You've been healed. You reached out and touched his cloak. This is a miracle. I've been so blind, so selfish in my pain. I never wanted to give it to the Lord. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be healed. God's mercy is deeper than any of us deserve. His love is everlasting. Eutychia's physical healing led to a deeper spiritual healing. She allowed Christ to transform her hardened heart. At last, she understood Lucy's persistent faith and agreed to stand by Lucy's decision to dedicate her life fully to Christ. Once they arrived back to Syracuse, Lucy distributed the entirety of her large dowry to the impoverished people of her community. Soon, word spread throughout the city about what she had done. How dare she? She won't get away with this. That dowry belongs to me. Adriano was an arrogant and self-centered man. And when he discovered that Lucy's dowry was gone, he spiraled into a rage. He immediately set out for the prefect in charge of the land, a vicious ruler named Pascasius. Good evening, sir. I demand to speak to Pascasius. This is an urgent matter. <sighs> what is it now? Who can need anything at this hour? Open up, Pascasius. It's Adriano. I am here on a matter of the utmost importance. <sighs> Let him in. Let's make this quick. The woman who has been betrothed to me has given away the entirety of her dowry. All of it. Gone. Surely this could have waited until the morning, Adriano. I Allow me to finish. I've been watching her, following her, and she is a devout Christian. Now I'm listening. Tell me, 
all that you know. Because Christianity was both illegal and a perceived threat to the Roman rule, Adriano and Piscassius alerted the Roman military that very night. With a small group of guards, they set out to capture Lucy. Lucy! Lucy, did you hear that? Yes. Who could possibly be? We are here for the arrest of Lucy. No! No, please! No, you cannot take my daughter! Please! Spare us your groveling. She has committed a treasonous crime and will be brought to court immediately. Get off no, me! No, no, The guards swarmed around Lucy, tying her wrists together and roughly shoving her out the door before she even had the chance to say goodbye to her weeping mother. They dragged her through the streets of Syracuse. The impoverished people Lucy held so dear to her heart watched in horror as she was taken away. Quiet, quiet down. Lucy, do you know why you are here? Answer the prefect when he speaks to you. I don't. You were arrested on account of worshipping the man, Jesus, whom you call Christ. Do you deny this? Answer! I don't deny it. Silence. Do you know the punishment for those who worship Jesus? Yes. Death. Exactly. And do you wish for death? I only want God's will. And if death is his will, so be it. How very bold of you. Well, you caught me on a good day. I am willing to allow you to revoke your statement. All you have to do is reject this man, Jesus, and claim our gods as your own. I won't. I see. Well then, if you won't do that, then all you must do is kiss this statue of our sun god. I will not. What a silly girl you are. A kiss to save all the pain you'll otherwise face. A kiss to save your life. If now, against my will, you cause me to be polluted, a twofold purity will be gloriously imputed to me. You cannot bend my will to your purpose. Whatever you do to my body, that cannot happen to me. I'm giving you one last chance. Are you a Christian? Simply say no. Speak. 
Lucy's voice caught in her chest as she tried to muster the courage to answer the prefect. It was in this moment that she caught the eyes of her Utakaya in the crowd. Her mother's tears softly rolled down her cheeks, but she smiled reassuringly. She would support her daughter to the very end. Lucy knew it was time for her yes to mean yes. Yes, I am a servant of the eternal God. And he said, when you are led to the kings and princes, do not give thought how or what you are to say, because you will not be talking yourself, but the Holy Spirit is speaking in you. How then do you think you have the Holy Spirit? The chaste are the temple of God, and the Holy Spirit dwells in them. I've had it. My generosity has run dry. God, remove this woman from my sight. Into the fire she goes. Remove her this instant. Why is she still standing here? Your honor, she won't move. A team of guards pushed, pulled, and shoved Lucy to no avail. As hard as they tried, her feet miraculously stayed planted in the ground. She became like a statue, immovable. You weaklings, take an ox and tie her to it. The men tied a rope around Lucy and drew it around an ox. Even the ox couldn't make her budge. With each passing minute, the prefect became more and more enraged, and Lucy's peace grew in her heart. I must warn you that you will be punished for the ways in which you are leading your people if you do not repent. If my death leads to such repentance, consider me your honored servant. Is that a threat? No, it's a promise. Guards, blind her. The guards did what Pescasius ordered, but Lucy stood her ground, despite losing the ability to see. Very well. If you refuse to move, your life will end on the very ground you stand. Create a fire around her. The guards gathered hay and kindling and packed it around her. They tried to light a fire, but there was no spark. Lucy stood firm, unwavering in her faith. They poured oil on the kindling and brought in new wood, but still the fire wouldn't start. Flaming torches were immediately extinguished once they came close to Lucy. The Lord was not going to let his beloved daughter burn. Your honor, we have tried everything. Oh, enough. Gather your swords. I'm giving you one last chance. Tell me where your fellow Christians gather. Give them up, and I will set you free. They will gather where I am headed. Do what you will. Guards, 
Lucy died a martyr that day, but her legend lived on and quickly spread. People everywhere found inspiration in her courage to let her yes be yes and her no be no. She has inspired the church for 1,700 years and is the patron saint of blindness. St. Lucy was a woman of conviction. She didn't let anything stand in her way of the Lord. We can follow her lead by being resolute in our own faith, even when it's difficult. What are ways that you can be bold in your love of Christ? When we make the choice to live radically for God, He will give us the strength to carry out His will, just like He did for St. Lucy so many years ago. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. And we are the team of Saints Alive. We are so grateful for all of our wonderful listeners and need your help to keep us going. Please consider donating to our ministry through our Patreon account, which you can find through our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. A special thanks to our new patrons who are donating $5 a month and up These are families and individuals who donate to help us to continue Saints Alive. Nathan, Jonathan, and Caroline Mathor, the Kazmarski family, James and Peter Stegall, the Wicks family, Ava, Maggie, Charlie, Monica, and Miriam Higardi, Abigail, Emma, Isabel, Jack, Greta, and Benedict Destere, Lexi Heyer, Claire, Evie, Josephine, and Molly Mangini, Sophia, Sebastian, Evelyn, and AJ Klein, Ellie, Theo, and Sophia Bonnie, Thomas, Georgia, Vienna, Roman, and Rosario Martin, the Lepovsky family, Adelaide, Claire, and Jacob Angus, the Hastings family, Sophie, Levi, and Abel LeBlu, and the Sandberg family. Thank you all so much. Make sure to tune into our next episodes on St. John Bosco, premiering January 16th and the 23rd.